welcome to the latest edition of the Rider Rumblings video podcast. This is edition number mark. What's our number? 30, 40. We're in the 40. This is number 39. So I remembered it so well. Uh, this is Murray McCormick, my ever diminishing, not in terms of uh, credibility, but in terms of, <laughs> in terms of uh, sheer bulk. V- volume? Volume? No, maybe not volume. Size. Murray now weighs 18 pounds. And uh, <laughs> yeah. um, between us, I'm below 240. When we started doing this, I was in the 250s. And Murray was, uh, what, 712 pounds? Something like that. I'm and below you- 260 now. I'm below <laughs> 260. You've, you've lost, what, 66 pounds was the last no, number? 50, 52. I thought you said 66 on Twitter or, no. or Facebook. or. No, I think I was that weight, 266. Uh, but I'm 52 anyway. now. That's one pound a week for it, a year. That's outstanding. Thank you. We're very proud of you, Mur. Yeah. Um, I have clothes if people want some fat clothes. Um, I, I might take them. Uh, <laughs> no, you we're gonna We're going to bash around a few things today. Yeah. Uh, there's not a, a not a ton has changed since we last podcasted uh, in the middle of last week after the peak of the free agency period. Um, the Rough Riders assigned Manny Arsenault. There's a few other things that may need to happen. In, in the few in the days ahead, and there's also the 2020 Grey Cup bid, uh, and the uh, lucky candidate or perhaps candidates being announced yeah. on, on Thursday. Uh, but I'd like to begin with some questions. If you Ooh. have if you have questions, please please feel free to email them to me at rvanstone at leader part. I do I did the second straight week. I got my email address wrong. How long have you had this email address for? Oh geez, um, when did they change them over? Anyway, anyway. it's rvanstone <laughs> at postmedia.com. R v a n s t o n e at postmedia.com. Or you can tweet them to me at r Van, at, uh, at Rob Vanstone. I can't remember my Twitter twi- Twitter handle, and I can't remember my email address. So, at Rob Vanstone on Twitter or rvanstone at postmedia.com. And we'll Immediately be- last week, it's not too hard to follow that intro on that questions. No, I'll no. be able to do better than that. Yes. I've, I've had my lips for a while. <laughs> this has been one of those days. Uh, we have a question from Cal Kelly, who had the. Uh, foresight to go to New Zealand for part of the winter and escape <laughs> this. Uh, this was set before the free agency period. And I apologize, Cal, but I missed it last week. He's talking about young NCAA quarterbacks and perhaps the Rough Riders could be looking at grooming them as opposed to the uh, signing the veterans. And I'm kind of disappointed they didn't go in that direction. Uh, it's something they haven't typically done, but but uh, why not? Why not mind the negotiation list, he says, while trying to suppress a sneeze. And... Uh, See if you can grow a quarterback as opposed to go with the going with the retread model, which they seem to have done. Murr? I always think that, first off, I watch practice every day, and I see how many reps the third or second, second or third string guy gets. And it's not that many reps. So it's hard to develop a guy in season. So you have to get a guy who's ready to come up and do. Then you also have to get a guy like a Darian Durant who's willing to spend three years learning the game, which is pretty hard to do to ask a guy to make – the minimum or slightly less than the minimum to learn about the game. So it's not How do you a, make less than the minimum? Well, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's one of those days. We'll, 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 check, we'll have our error checker at the end of this broadcast to see how we Sorry do. for interrupting. I couldn't resist no, that that's one. That's okay. But it's also hard to ask a guy to do that, to do spend three years, especially nowadays with other sort of opportunities. And the other thing is, how many of these NCAA quarterbacks are ready to play CFL football? That's another big step. you got to find a guy. And there's many other reasons. Do you want to – you're going to lose. You're going to go with a young quarterback. It's not going to be twelve and six. It's going to be nine and nine. If you're well, it's lucky, it's not going to be twelve and six anyway, though. No, maybe, never not. But it's just, I don't know. it takes a lot of patience to develop a young quarterback. And I, I don't disagree that that's they keep trying to find him. But I think you have to find the young guy that's willing to spend the time, learn the game, and then keep resigning him. And so then, why have so many? 
quarterbacks on a negotiation list if you're just going to say we're going to keep signing the Zach Kalaroses of the world or the Kevin Glenns of the world. You ever made spaghetti? Sometimes you take a strand, you see if it sticks to the wall. You just take up sand and you hope it sticks to the wall. Like you've got to take a chance. You've got to find. Like, I'm not saying you give up and say no, it's never going to find a quarterback. But I think you've got to keep trying to find that guy that's going to step up. Well, Levi's another guy who stepped up, and Mike Rowdy's another guy who came up here with a little bit of experience. Like name the last Ryder quarterback who started out on their negotiation list and became a very good CFL quarterback. Darren Durant. No, he? no, he was traded. Sorry, he was, can't he we started count on him? He started on Ottawa's negotiation list and That's then was true. on Hamilton. Smart enough to trade him. Trade yeah. for him. Okay. But if you look at the last one, the Riders have grown okay, from this. scratch, from putting him on the neg list, and it was Dan Rambo who did it. Does that give it away? God, that's a long time ago, Rob. 1987. Okay, uh, Kent Austin. It's been 32 did years. Did time in the NFL, though? He went to the St. Louis Cardinals and spent a year there, but he, they, the Riders originally oh, neglisted him. And uh, Did he turn any good? He turned out pretty well. So <laughs> that's how long it's been since the quarterback who started on the Riders negotiation list has become something exceptional. I think you can... If you're if you're not, have to look if you're not splitting league. if you're not splitting hairs like I did with the Darian Durant thing, you can say okay, they took Darian Durant from this from 2006 where he ran once and threw one one. Uh, what about Kevin Glenn? Didn't Kevin Glenn start on the leather helmets days? Kevin Glenn started here in two, 2000 and 2001, but yeah. had several <laughs> wiggles along wiggles the way. before he he <laughs> came back here. So, yeah. uh, but you can say the Riders found Kevin Glenn and and yeah. uh, he turned into a very good quarterback. But there aren't many, and there but, hasn't been. How that many teams patient. in the CFL have do, done it too? Though, can you name? Can you someone at the top of your head? Does, well, if you look at the Calgary Stampeders, they do. Yeah, you know, look at. I mean, you remember know. Dave Dickinson putting out that book once the thing we wanted to be signed. I remember way back when he put out his own. Back then, you put out like a. A binder of his highlights with clippings and yeah, stuff. Yeah, we used they used to. We actually got one once yeah. upon a time. Somebody was Dave. lobbying for the riders to sign Dave Dickinson. But Dave Dickinson is one that the Calgary Stampeders developed from scratch. You look at Jeff Garcia. Yeah, uh, and they had him. Obviously, Bo Levi Mitchell. So there's there's three examples just from the from the Calgary Stampeders. Well, so even okay, if that's having put the so if they get a good court, good NCAA court, they're not happening this year. Unless there's someone in there, some NCAA guy they got on their wrist list that's just ready to explode. So it's, they still got stuck with Zach Kolaris, unfortunately. And the bigger issue, and one that I'm writing in about in my column to appear Tuesday, is you might be able to get by with Zach Kolaris if you have a number two who can give him some relief. Well, I and, like Cody Fitzgerald. What's he, what's he done? Beat the Riders in the East Final. With a, well, as, as a short yardage quarterback. <laughs> as a short yardage quarterback. You know, he's, I know I'm being joking. Sorry. Um, but I'm not, I'm not against Cody. Cody, I'm thinking you want a guy who's put in his time to learn the game. Short yardage quarterbacks are, you learn the game. Matt Dunnigan once told me that short yardage quarterbacks, it's almost a death knell for a quarterback once you get short yardage because you don't learn how to do everything else. You're just learning how to go one yard or two yards. But. Why not just have him do the short yardage stuff, which they know he's proficient at, and sign a veteran? And then if then if you if really Zach Caleros falters, that. you don't have the precipitous drop off that they did last year when the in the playoffs of all times when they went uh, from Zach Caleros well, to Brandon Bridge. Of the two veterans you keep you're obviously referring to as Lule and Glenn, unless you're talking about Ron Lancaster coming back or Darren Durant or something like that. They both come with baggage and uncertainty. It's not guaranteed. Like Lule, unfortunately, is the nicest guy you're going to meet in football, but he gets injured a lot. But yeah. so does Zach Caleros. So why can't yeah. they play off one another? One's hurt for a few games. Put in the other one. One, the other guy gets hurt, go back to the other one. But how does that there's develop no, a quarterback? Well, they are, they are obviously disinclined to do so. Yeah. You know, unless Cody Fajardo turns into something more how than do a you short sell, yardage okay, How do you sell Kevin Glenn to come here? You're going to be the insurance blanket again, the insurance policy. He didn't throw a pass last year 
I wonder if he's kind of itching to throw a pass or two. Maybe to be well, involved. Well, this is the place then. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just uh, if if you're gonna decide that Zach Kolaros is your number one, I think you've got to have a number two that you can. Oh, you have to have a you, number two, especially when you've got a defense. I think that's still a pretty good defense. It's not like they're and with one year contracts being what they are now, there really isn't a de- focus on development, developing people. No. So if you want to win right away, you look at the playoffs. The Riders were totally exposed in the playoffs because they didn't have any. But Zach Kolaros, say what you want about Zach Kolaros, but he would have won that game against Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. You know, he would have made those passes to Naaman Roosevelt that that Brandon Bridge was unable to. Yeah. So, but, where's that? Where's that one A one B model that you might be able to employ? How many teams have a one A one B model successfully? Well, most teams don't need it. Yeah. The, the if you look at the West, they've got a Riley every, gets, you know Winnipeg's had the luxury of Strevler, but if you look yeah. around the West Division, most teams don't need it. The Rough Riders, I think there's a there's a very good case that they do need something like that. Well, that kind of tells you where we are at free agency. We just spent, what, eight minutes talking about the backup quarterback. Yes. Let's move on. This is Saskatchewan. (laughs) Uh, The other question we had, and this is more lighthearted, I guess, with with an emphasis on the word light. Um, It is from, and please, it is from Nova Scotia. Oh, that's another... Julian Ron in Nova Scotia. Oh. Uh, as Robin Murray's combined corpulence <laughs> continues to evaporate, will Ryder Rumblings soon be re- renamed, re- uh, renamed Where's the Beef? Oh, See, like people are noticing it's, well, yeah, that's true. your, your uh, evaporation and my I more appreciate gradual that. I think it's reduction. Where's the Protein. We like any kind of protein. Protein is big. I didn't even know what it was until... We did bags of it. Imagine you yeah. thought maybe they, we'd actually pour scoops of protein I into know, I water. A, I got a bag of protein shake <laughs> goop sitting by my no, desk. He, he, can't, he can't stop disparaging all our good things we're doing. Anyway. Just stop eating rice cakes. Put I, something rice on cakes. your rice cake. I get the chocolate chip ones or chocolate and caramel, and they're okay. okay. Just those plain ones. Anyway, Emmanuel Arsenal. Good move, bad move. Uh, is it similar to what they did with Jamal Richardson back in 13? I was thinking off the top of my head. 13, 14? 14. 15. 15. 15, Nicky came back for... They, they, and it didn't cost him anything. Found out his knee wasn't ready to go. He sent him off on his little way. He still could have been a good receiver. At least Jamel Richardson started the season, though. It doesn't sound like Emmanuel Arsenal yeah, was going to do that. He, yeah, but he was never 100. He wasn't good at mini camp. And I don't think maybe he was particularly great during this season. No. Because he was still... And, and me, me in the meantime, Naven Roosevelt's not playing. Yeah, <laughs> they're playing I have Jamel to Manny, of all the uh, names I was looking through, I just discounted Manny Arsenal right off the top. I didn't understand why they wanted him, other than maybe you know, around this, maybe like a late NFL cut in the end of January, and if whenever he comes back in somewhere in September, because I don't think he's he's not going to start the season. I don't, it's a one year injury most times for most normal human beings. He, he played uh, nine games last year, actually averaged seventeen point three yards a catch, which was an improvement over what he'd typically been doing. He's having one of his best seasons, but he only had one touchdown. But he which, which, which probably, well with these guys, so he's probably overqualified <laughs> for this receiving court. But he also got hurt against the Riders too. Which is an also interesting because I remember that was in I can't remember, oh I can't remember exactly where that happened but I know he got hurt against the Riders so it's a gamble a small gamble I don't think he's getting the big salary he's just you know see what he can do see if he can come back train with us put you through that and maybe come September they got a pretty good veteran receiver one thing they did do on on Friday um, uh, they resigned announced the resigning of Brett Lowther 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 uh, uh, excellent move. Um, this is somebody I think is good enough to kick in the National Football League. You look at the caliber of kicking in that league, and the longer yeah. you can lock, lock up Lowther, lock up Lowther, the better off you are. 
I know there's there's some comments made that he was thinking of holding out kind of that stuff. He wasn't going to do that. He still appreciates what he was going to do. He wanted more money. He deserved more money. The riders felt he deserved more money, and they all kind of passed out the checks, and things worked out well. What a great position to be in. Tyler Kapanyev's in there, in there now so they can maybe trade him. I don't... I don't think you can keep two of those no. kickers of that caliber no. on a team. It Tyler just Kropin, you can kick in this league and will somewhere. So, But the problem with trading a kicker in the CFL, well, mind you, the S, the Calgary Stampede has got Jerome Messam for him, so that was a pretty good deal. I think there's someone else on that package. Do you remember that one? Uh, was it? Draft pick? Who came back? Um, Capania was the one guy. Maybe he was the only one we remember. That's uh, Picton. Picton. No. Mitch? No. No. The lineman. Picton, oh. the lineman came oh, back. Oh, Aaron Picton. Aaron Picton. Okay. Sorry. He's the guy. I didn't remember the name from you. Yeah, but what can you have much value you can get for a guy? You know, they're not going to make – they're not going to come out of camp with Capania and Lauder on the same team. So no. they're going to try – and what do you trade them for? Well, they have a lot of needs. They need a receiver. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get a lot for somebody that teams know that you can't keep. Yeah. But uh, if, if there's a team that needs a kicker, but boy, uh, this is going to be probably one of the more interesting training camp battles of seeing those two of them because they're all friends. Eh? They all the three guys. That, well, it won't be a battle. No. I mean, it's it's Brett it's Brett Lauder. Well, They've, it's probably something you would think they would do before the off season's yeah, over. Yeah, once free agency settles down and they find a way that someone's. I didn't look to see who needs a kicker, but Dallas doesn't. Steelers good for a while there. Made to the center of the Steelers, we could use a kicker. Grey Cup, who's yes. getting it? I say both. And I've read this a couple times on the internet. They're going to announce 20 in 2021, which isn't very fair. But uh, I think we can safely say Montreal's not going to. I think that's pretty, <laughs> well because they're not having a viewing party. Yeah. That's, how do you have a view? How do you organize a viewing party just yeah. so that for, for the express purpose of talking to some disappointed parties on one yeah. uh, on one hand or the other and saying, oh, so, "So your thoughts on not getting the Grey Cup?" That tells me they're awarding multiple Grey Cups. Yeah, but I wonder how that feels to the teams that let's say didn't want to bid on twenty and were kind of thinking about twenty one. And thinking, okay, what does that put us in position? Because once Montreal, if Montreal is turned down with the condition of the roof and what's happening at Olympic Stadium, they're not around for three or four more years. Like it's, it's this is their this is their window. So maybe this gives an opportunity to give them Hamilton's due. I think we can say that it's been, been a while since they ever think. And uh, Bob Young deserves it. For I mean, everything he's, he's done. He's, look, you look. It's the benevolence he's shown not only with regard to the Hamilton Tiger Cats, but with, with regard to the Canadian Football League. You would think would be factored in. And I've also seen this, and it's a good point in the internet. There are going to be a lot of great cups in Regina. I think, you know, kind of maybe get some little excitement out east for the great cup and that kind of stuff, see if we can move out there. But, yeah, which one do you think is going to win? You if, a, if I had to guess, I would say Hamilton this year and Saskatchewan 2021. Yeah. I mean, uh, pardon me, uh, yeah, 2021. 2021. It was kind of interesting. I was reading, reading some of our stories on back through the great cup things, and one of the prevalent themes amongst many of the stories was hotel space. And in 95, there wasn't any. So we went with that huddle up with uh, huddle up in Saskatchewan. In 03, there was a little sort of a bump in hotel. Still not a lot, so friends with friends. And then 13, there was lots of space. And now there's something like 34, 35 hotels compared to... No one seems to know how many hotel rooms are in 95. I can't find that figure. But we've gone from that sort of backwaters, too small to play host to a great cup, to we can do it. He's like, you can stay in hotels in White City and still be within... The city in quite enough. So we have everything's in place to have a great, great cup. That's why I kind of say I go to Hamilton. I stay downtown all the time. I'm not impressed with the hotels down there. I, I, they still have to prove to me they have 
a place to stay. And if you say, well, you can stay in Burlington or you can stay in Hope, but still, do you want to get on the bus and have to drive all the way to the Great Cup and when it's 1 o'clock in the morning getting on the bus and going back? I don't know. It depends what you want to do, but Hamilton's going to get it. I still think Hamilton will get it because it's about time. 90, I'm just off the top of my head. Is that 98? 96. No, 96. So I knew it was a snowball. Yeah, and, snowball. And it doesn't mean they couldn't have another snowball, but maybe if they move the dates up again. No. Haven't heard much talk about that lately. No, have that's it? kind of that's kind of uh, praise the Lord. Off. That's a good one. But I'm not in favor of that. You know, it's uh, we shall see. I would. Uh, it just seems to me that they've set this up in a manner that they're they're not just going to say, and the winner is, and yeah. everybody else is disappointed. Because I was that's and I was laying in bed on Saturday night thinking that like, how do they get a, two viewing parties? How do they get away with that? And I kind of thought off before I fell asleep. Oh, maybe get have going to announce two and then I read a few places online and stuff yeah here's some, here's one thing though that concerns me why not make this a, why not make this decision before the free agency period so that teams the team that the teams that the team that's hosting or the teams that are hosting can keep that in mind when they're offering contracts to players and if you're the Rough Riders and you know for sure you've got the Grey Cup in 2020, for example, maybe you're more inclined to offer two-year contracts instead of, or try to get players yeah. locked up for two I years instead of one. Too. The Regina Pats ran into that scenario yeah. in 2017 when the 20 when the when the Memorial Cup was awarded after the trade deadline. Instead of having two trade deadlines where where John Paddock could look at it and say, "I'm definitely have to, I definitely have to keep 2018 in mind," there was only one. He still made some very smart moves with that in mind. Got two years out of Josh Mahura, for example. But why not have the announcement yeah, a month earlier or a few weeks earlier, and then team the team the teams that win know that they're they're no. building for a home field Grey Cup. The bottom line is they go to win a Grey Cup every year, regardless of where they play. And if you're not if you're just building the Grey Cups at home, you're, I don't think you're building your team with this kind of having any sustained success. So I think the bottom line is you're going to win Grey Cups every year. The year you get one at home, I don't think you have to change your attitude. It's kind of like a really good golf course being host to a major curling, or having being hosted hosting a major golf event. If you have a really good golf course, the Wascana Country Club is an awesome golf course. You can step on there and host a major event. But so, w- wouldn't it factor in though if you say, "Look, we we want to we want to kind of gr- we want to build a team here." But then, what are you doing the other years? You're building a team for the Great Cup. Maybe you're maybe you're maybe you're going to try some things and. and Develop some players and, and as opposed to, and sign some players one to longer year term. I think there's a whole lot of and things. try and say, sign some players to longer term contracts as opposed to going year by year. Uh, yes, teams want to win the Grey Cup every year, but I think you when the Grey Cup's here, don't you have to? Isn't there more of an incentive to build to that? Well, it depends. That it, I, know, I don't know why they couldn't why they couldn't have done it a, a couple of weeks hey, earlier. Hey, I'm still celebrating because I'm old enough. Remember when free agency used to kick off at midnight? Yes, wasn't that lovely? Wasn't that a lovely sort of marketing plan? We'd be sitting, I mean, that was before the days we even had the internet. Like we'd be sitting there waiting by phones. I don't even have, we probably had internets a little bit, but not much. And thinking, at midnight, why would they do that then? Like, and then when the, remember we used to have the draft on weird times? Do they have it at noon during the day and stuff? So they kind of, the CFLs made some steps forward, maybe asking for, this, maybe because I think, but this kind of got pushed back a little bit too. Yeah, it was supposed to be earlier. I just I yeah, don't, I don't know why it's mid, dragging. No, they said mid February, but like I think even the, from a planning standpoint, wouldn't you like to have more time to plan a Grey Cup that's yeah, next two and year? Yeah, two and a half. You're talking twenty twenty. Yeah, but the, but the bid's already in place. It's kind of so the bids the the work's been done. They know what they're going to do. So it's now it's just a matter of implementing them. And it's not. I bet you there's people sitting in offices right now, in Hamilton and Regina. You know what are we doing? Hey, we've been we're going to get both Grey Cups. What do we do next? Well, no. 
here's what we do now and move on from there. Thursday so, should be interesting. Should be. Just bad timing for deadline world. Oh, nobody cares about our problems. I do. They do care about our weight, evidently, though, well, judging by well, the emails. It's going to be a little later after that one with a 5.30 start. <laughs> oh, well. We've done this before. Yeah. And then what else? So what do the riders do next? Hopefully get a receiver. I still they, think they, they still need some explosiveness. They, they, yeah. and, and the answer, I don't think, lies in free agency anymore. What about all, Jeff Knox? Is he a replacement for Samuel Guavin? Is that a guy he's still on? Didn't he there? sign somewhere? I don't think he's signed anywhere. Not since I've looked. He's still on the list. Hmm. So, hey, riders, Jeff Knox is out there. I would think he'd be a pretty good replacement for Samuel Iguava. I know he played a little bit of middle linebacker, but he was really good as a weak side linebacker, really good as a special teams player. Any any other free agents out there? I'm just checking. Uh, well, Shaq Johnson signed today. I thought he would be a really good young Canadian receiver who would have been. He signed with BC. Good speed and that kind of stuff. Uh, they don't need any help on the defensive line. They don't need any help in the defensive backfield. And I think we should say congratulations to Jovan Johnson, who appears that he's kind of moving on. Sounds like it be a defensive coach with Defiance University College. I'd never heard of Defiance University no, before. No, neither have I. It's actually the name of a town. Defiance is the name of the town. So uh, it's not some sort of political statement. But Jovan was always good for a comment. He did a lot in the community and uh, good for him. And uh, nice to see him starting the rest of his life. I was just checking on Jeff Knox. He signed with Toronto in September of last year. Yeah. So, who knows what's... Was he on the free agent he list, on per se? free agent list, yes. That would be an interesting signing. Yeah. But, you know, linebackers, you, you can read find, Saturday's paper? You can find them. Um, I remember going back to 2001, and, and George White had, had a couple of really good yeah. seasons as, with the Rough Riders as a all-over-the-field type of linebacker. And he left via the option window to try his luck at the NFL. And uh, Roy Shivers found somebody named Reggie Hunt, who's now in the Plaza oh, yeah. of Honor. Well, they can fi- you like, can find those guys. Linebackers is like it's like kind of like running backs. You can find a running back if you can't find a running back. I think you're kind of uh, you know not something's questionable about your scouting staff. So receiver, linebacker, offensive line depth. They can always use offensive line, but I think you have to pay a lot more in free agency now. Like Josiah St. John's still out there. I think. He may, he might have a tough agent like Jonathan Hardaway has probably not been the easiest for teams to negotiate. So I wonder if they're trying to maybe avoid him. But you know they still sign guys from him. So maybe John, Josiah. Weston West Dressler's still out there. Yeah, that'd be a. I don't know. I know when Winnipeg when he played for Winnipeg he was outstanding and Winnipeg was really good. Their offense was better and their team was better when he was in the yeah. lineup. He wasn't in the lineup as much as they would have liked. Yeah. Would but you sign him? I would. I would. A. I think it. Weston Dressler deserves to finish his career here. And B, I still think he's better than what they have. Yeah, is Rob Bag the same though? Well, their signing of Corey Watson pretty Kinda much that one. precludes them from signing uh, Rob Bag. I don't know why they would think that Rob Bag can't give them what Corey Watson uh, traditionally gives, which is in the low thirties in terms of receptions, maybe four hundred yards, a couple of touchdowns. Do you many free agents under thirty? No. I mean, most <laughs> William Powell, thirty-one, yeah, or soon to be thirty-one. Um, Michael Johnson's Michael 30. Michael Johnson soon to be thirty-one. Zach Kalaros will be thirty-one this season. Yeah. Corey Watson's almost thirty-five years old. Neyman's thirty-one, uh, thirty-two. Neyman's thirty-one. Uh, Manny Arsenault is thirty-two on September seventeenth. AC Leonard. AC Leonard's still younger, um, but not so, a whole youth movement going on there. No, was there? 
Can you have sustained sustained success when you're signing so many players over 30? Or as you said, it's it's a year to year proposition now with yeah. these contracts. So well, maybe they're talking your idea. They're just trying to win the Great Cup this year and not trying to get. I don't know how you operate a team on one year contracts. I really, you know, I realize it's part of the game and you got to learn how to run it and that's what there is. But even Cody Fajardo, like, why would he? Why would he sign a two year deal? There's no incentive yep. for the players to sign a multi no. multi year deal because the teams can void it after year one oh, anyway no, with no are. penalty. What a sporty! No so, guaranteed money. The most yeah. punishing sport in the world. In the sport, and there's no guaranteed money. Yeah. It just does, does not seem right. Why is hockey different? Why is football different than hockey? Different than than basketball? Different than baseball? I know, and they're supposed to take it too. Eh? It's supposed to be tough. You know, don't tell anybody you're hurt. Don't tell anybody you got you, you can't think straight. Nobody, you, know, you can't pat yourself on the back because you're. Shoulders so messed up from making a tackle. Yeah, I mean, the CFLPA really has some legitimate issues on which to on which to bargain this time with yeah. regards to job security and and, and player protection. And uh, I'm, it's funny. I, I thought initially that money would be the big one, but I think a lot of the other issues relating to player safety and and just player you know, guarantees might become. How can they not be workman's comp for football players too? Isn't that kind of ridiculous? Well, in your, but I, the thing is though, it's, you're, you're, you're signing up for a very physical job. Yeah. So uh, are you almost, is the, is the gun almost loaded as far as the inevitability of an injury? Oh yeah. Whereas, you know, you and I sign up for workman's comp, we might get carpal tunnel. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so I got it when I fell. So is, is, is that, <laughs> is that the right way to use the workman's comp system? No, it's probably. When isn't. you're talking about a, a profession where some sort of bump is almost is almost guaranteed, I don't know if that's the intent of workmen of of work of workers' compensation. But the same thing is they're workers and they should be compensated for getting injured on the job because you and I get hurt on the job. Whether it's car- carpal tunnel or we trip over some of the wiring at the briar, we're still covered to work. So it seems only fair. Yeah, I just I don't know if that applies to professional football though. That just yeah. it would seem to me to be a riskier proposition and, and therefore. I don't think that's the intent. Well, the players don't seem to be pushing for it. It seems more the PA is pushing for it. You know, they're trying to get workman's comp in a couple of provinces, getting to look at stuff. But you're right; you sign up for it, and it comes with all the uh, non-guaranteed stuff you can take, including being cut if you get a bonus. That's the part that vibe drive me bananas. Like with uh, Chick and Dresser, they both took pay cuts to help the team win the 13 Grey Cup, with the idea you get your money back in 14 or 15. And then it become your time to get your money back, and you can cut. Yeah, and and that was you know a sort of a uh, unspoken. You know, they thought that Brendan Tamman would take care of them, yeah. and Brendan Tamman would have taken care of them. But all that is lost as soon as you have a change in management. Yeah, and, you and that's the that's the risk that but, you take. Where's the where was the incentive for Weston Dressler or John Chick to sign for more than one year? You know. People gave Brendan some fl- uh, some flack one year, but I think in 2014, Chris Getzlaff made over two hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Guess what? He played for about seventy during the Grey Cup year because mm-hmm. of the the yep. new, uh, contractual gymnastics performed by by Brendan Tamman. So yeah, that was a lot of money for Chris Getzlaff or any receiver in 2014. But they got the most outstanding Canadian in the Grey Cup for less than a hundred thousand dollars the year mm-hmm. before. So, but. As long as a GM stays in place and someone yeah. as honorable as Brendan, they'll take care of you. But as soon as there's a change, that's the risk. Yeah, but maybe the idea of overreacting how the bonuses are paid. I think John Chick had a date night that night with his wife, and he still went on date night with his wife. So maybe that's an idea how they keep things in a little better perspective than you and I can. Well, I went on a date night with my wife the other night. Did you? So oh, isn't that nice? Went to a movie. So I know Brendan Tamman went somewhere. He kind of built the riders back in those days on the Bill Belichick model of, you know, putting his salaries off and rewarding him at the end and he didn't get a chance to get caught up because they went 0-9. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, Brendan. 
but want to read the oh here we go thing at the, and hope, hopefully this more adeptly than I handled the intro okay, okay please rate us on iTunes and leave a review it helps us grow the podcast if you'd like to send us a question you can email Rob at rvanstonepostmedia.com at postmedia.com what did I say you said rvanstonepostmedia.com oh, we almost, both screwed it up today uh, at rrvanstone at postmedia.com and we might read your question on the show with far better chances of less errors than I just read this announcement. Yeah, we've just bungled everything procedural today. We're just talent, man. We're just here to look good and talk good. Yeah. Well, we really mastered that, didn't we? A good day first day with our lips. Uh, for Murray McCormick, I'm Rob Vanstone. Thank you for uh, joining us today and uh, if you'll have us, we'll do this again next week. Take care.